0: NHL teammates for 13 seasons. Now back together as on-air teammates, you are listening to the Kess and Juice podcast. Hockey, life,
1: and other stuff. Here are your hosts, Ryan Kessler and Kevin Biexa.
0: Welcome back. Kess and Juice podcast, episode seven, coming at you. I'm Kevin Biexa, your host, and my co-host, as always, Believe it or not, his wife hasn't listened to one episode yet. It's Ryan
2: Kessler. What is that all about? Yeah, how's it going, bud? Uh, I just asked her the other day. I'm like, hey, did you listen to the new mics? Sounds good. She's like, I haven't listened to a single episode. What are you talking about? And I'm like, okay, next subject. Um, <clears throat> let's move think, on here. You
0: think if anybody would be entertained about you and me just talking about nonsense, it would be your wife, right? Who
2: knows us best? Yeah, I think she thinks we're both idiots though. So maybe that's why she doesn't listen. I don't know.
0: I don't she, question her. She lit I think I've known Andrea since she was a teenager, and I still at times don't know if she gets my sense of humor. Like we had that group text going last night, remember? And I text, can't wait to can't wait to go on a trip for Kess's, you know, drunken mistake at an auction and pay for
2: it. And she's like, oh, It awesome. wasn't a mistake. And I'm like, it's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's that's her. She she thinks you're an asshole. So All right. I tend oh, to agree with her sometimes. Oh, she, is, <laughs> she is right 40% of the time. But anyways, we're not
0: going to talk about that too much longer. Uh, what we, we are going to talk about today is, and I hate this word, but the media has kind of coined the phrase, the code. And I like kind of the game within the game. And obviously, there's, there's the Cassian to Chuck, Calgary-Edmonton rivalry. Uh, that whole thing has been just blowing up this week. And, you know, we both have our opinions. We played through it. We're two guys that walked the line. And, but I think there's, we're two guys that never really violated, if you want to call it the code, which we're not going to call it the code. We're going to come up with a better word. But you and I play the game within the game, I think, well, right?
2: Yeah, you know, I think, I think fans understand there's a game within a game. Maybe they don't understand exactly, but we're going to explain that later in the show.
0: And then also there was a good article out this week uh, in The Athletic by uh, Scott Krukchank, and it was about uh, Travis Hamanick in particular, but basically dental injuries in hockey and the role of the dentist has in getting you back on the ice as quick as possible. So fans don't really understand what actually happens. And you and I have had, if you look at us, you can't tell because we're models, but we've had several cuts to our face and, and teeth knocked out, right?
2: Yeah, you got a flipper. I don't have a flipper, but basically all my teeth are uh, are fake. Um, there's a lot of work that goes behind the scenes to get you back on the ice, and uh, we we're gonna talk about that later in the show too. Boy,
0: it's the worst, and it, it, we're gonna showcase and maybe humble brag uh, how tough hockey players are and, and some of the stuff Obviously. they go through. Because at Gladiators. the at the end of the day, you just want to get back on the ice, especially if there's like a power play or something coming up. You're like. Just stop the
2: bleeding and get me on the ice, right? So, and then- so uh, true. Power play, you're getting back on the ice. If you get shot in the face, you're going to take 15 minutes. But if you get a high stick and and you're you're leaking all over the place, you're for sure staying out there. But if you're in the penalty kill, you're like, ah, I should probably go to the dressing room. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> ah, I should probably like go and uh, it's a little more serious. Maybe we'll go to the room. Uh, you missed a we'll- spot, Doc. You missed a spot right here. <laughs> Extra stitch, and then you you watch the bachelor i've watched the bachelor but i haven't watched an episode or a season in, in years so that's we're in the midst of it right now and you got some strong feelings about that well show, i right?
2: don't know if it's strong and let's let's uh i don't watch the bachelor i haven't watched the bachelor in probably a long time but you know the, last the first two episodes first two episodes i watched and it wasn't by choice. I just, you know, in passing sat on the couch and that was what was on TV. And to be honest, I really enjoyed it. I think it's, uh, it's straight chaos on TV.
0: So somebody, you sat on the couch and then the show just came on. So you turned on the
2: TV and the, and the Bachelor was just on. You didn't have oh, to flip no, no. the channel? Backstory, my wife wants to have a, uh, a Bachelor night in the guest house with all her girlfriends. Who knows what that involves? I don't know. Maybe uh, who knows?
0: Stripper. I mean. A stripper. Exactly. I was
2: gonna say it, but you know, I, I knew you you would because you're fucked with like uh, that. You're Greek <laughs> friend. You're your Greek <laughs> buddy with the nice body. Nikos. Nikos. <laughs> so cheap. goes back to me being cheap again, like like the theme of the fucking the podcast right now. Uh, I don't have recording devices on my cable box over here, so Obviously, they had to record it and watch it later, so they watched it at home, and and I, I tuned in, and, and to be honest, it makes me feel a lot better about my life when I watch that kind of stuff.
0: Well, that's probably why they do it for people like you. People like you. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> and you know what? By coincidence, we have Zach Cassian joining us today, and we're going to have a really good talk with him. I actually – we spoke – We spoke last week and I said, Hey, like, come on the show, blah, blah, blah. He's like, Yeah, yeah, no problem. I've said no to everybody else, but I love you and Cass. Well, I'll comment. Obviously. obviously. And then I say, I'm not taking credit for anything, but I say to him, Hey, do something interesting this week, like maybe a Gordie Howe hat trick. Right. (laughs) And then I'm watching, and then two days later, this thing happens. And it's been so, it's all your
2: fault. Is what wow. you're saying it's your fault you told him to do something something stupid quote unquote which i don't think that was stupid but i mean you definitely uh great great guest choice this week really good job kevin you did you a great be, job first good it, thing you did in a while but we basically put it on a tee for the viewers so <laughs> we
0: got we got to show that if you haven't listened to Cass and Juice podcast this this is probably going to have to be your first one and i think calgary and edmonton fans both who are probably not huge fans of you and I, they're going to probably want to listen. They're going to want to listen to this and hear our perspective because we'll be honest. We're not going to pick a side, but we'll tell you what we like about both sides of this. Sound good. I like it. Let's go. So earlier this week, the uh, infamous Cassian to Chuck saga cast, right? And, and I, I saw it on TV live. I was watching the game and, Tons of debate right in the last week within the hockey world, and we talked earlier. Uh, the code right, and I, I hate the word the code, I just don't like it. I just feel like it's a media coin phrase, right? So, more the, the, the term I like more is the game within the game, and that's kind of the way that you and I played the game. And when we came up, that was kind of something that we learned from the guys before us, right? Bertuzzi, Jovanovski, Olin, Morrison. And those guys learned it from the guys before them, before them. And I think it dates back to kind of the Gordy Howe era. And then even just before that, just after World War II, right? If we're going to get deep about this and the, the game within the game, basically, we'll talk a little bit more specifics. But to me, it's like, it's, it's, it's a game where you're, it's physical, there's fighting, there's hitting, and you're trying to, to win the game. And, and you know guys get hurt and you're trying to hurt guys at times. But there's also a respect and an integrity to the game. And the game within the game, there's certain situations where that respect and integrity have to be highlighted. So this to hit, right? He throws two, hit, two hits on casting in the game. And it's the hit when the winger comes down from his spot and hits It's the, the Rafi
2: Torres trying. hit. It's That's exactly, what it was. Exactly. Yep. And the fact that the league's defending that and basically ran Rafi out of the fucking league because of those hits. And then to does it twice in one game. And, and, to be honest, we all know what Chuck's doing. He's trying to hurt him. Like he he's coming down the boards and he wants to hurt him, and or or throw a big hit
0: to to get a good response,
2: right? One hundred percent. Maybe not, maybe meaning to hit to hurt him, but he's certainly meaning to blow him up. When when a player's not suspecting a hit, engage with another player, and then you come down the wall, like <clears throat> you're going to hurt someone, right? But how about this, Calgary
0: fans who's been, who've been booing me every time I touch the puck and boo Cass, I like I like the hit. How about that? I actually like the hit. Um, I think it's it's illegal now because of the suspensions that Rafi got and Steve Downey. So, like that it for me, it's kind of confusing from the league perspective. Like, why didn't the league suspend him or at least look at it? But if I'm a teammate of Chuck, I love the hit. You got the big tough 13 goals in the first, you know, 40-game winger of of Edmonton, your rival two hours down the road who's kind of their heart and soul guy, right? Like, Cassian's kind of the heart and soul guy of that team. And you lay him out twice in a row coming around the net, clean or not clean. I fucking love it if
2: I'm a Calgary Flame, you no, Like I do. Um, like, I had no problem with Raffi's hits when, when, I, we, when we were his teammates. I, but that's what I don't get about the league, is the league's not being fucking consistent at all you say those hits are illegal and then it happens twice in one game. So, you know, I think that's where the confusion comes in. And, um, but if Chuck's going to play like that, he has to fight period. Like, yeah, but how you about the, the wrong guy? You're, you're going to have to fight him.
0: So we used to feed off of Rafi's hits. Remember the, yeah. when he hit Seabrook mm-hmm. behind the net and it was, you know, looking at it today, it was like the Scott Stevens hit on Korea and Lindros, like big time, late interference, and it was like a, a swing hit that like swinged all the momentum in the series. How about when he used to come down from the point once a game and just take a run at the guy, whether he got him or not? The guys down low, the forwards down low trying to make their plays were like like heads up that, when that guy's on the ice.
2: So like, it's, it's a guy that you always had to keep your head up on the ice, right? When we played against him, we let you know forwards and D know when he was on the ice. And when he played with us, he was a big part of that cup run that we went on because he did create so much energy with those hits. So then swing over to Cassian's perspective now on the Edmonton Oilers
0: fans. Do you like the hit? No. If you're an Oilers fan, you're saying it's a it's a fucking dirty hit, right? Like the the, mm-hmm. the, the the league has outlawed these hits. It's a It's an unsuspecting player who's engaged in a battle. It's predatory. You know, that's the definition basically of what a predatory hit is or what targeting a player is. But I love Cassian's response, right? Like, the first time he gets hit, he and his helmet goes flying off. And he 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 gives him that death look, like, who just fucking hit me? And he's looking and he's like, I want to kill him, but I also have to be a good teammate and I can't take a penalty. And he restrains himself. The second time he gets hit, he's like, I don't give a shit who hit me, what time of the game it is. Like, I'm looking for blood. And I absolutely loved what he did. I loved how he did it strategically. He didn't just swing right away and, and sucker punch him. Like Remember that Bowler East guy cross checked you right in the face, like didn't even give you a chance to, not that you would have, but they can even give you a chance to drop your gloves. Cassian grabs him and actually throws him around for a bit and gives him a chance to defend himself. And when he doesn't, Cassian's like, I'm just going to beat you into the ground then, which I yeah. love.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Exactly. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think we both fought guys tougher than us. Um, I know I have. I know I've lost probably the majority of my fights, but. Um, you know, you gotta, you gotta at least throw, right? Like you can't just turtle like he did after you throw two clean, but dirty hits. Like if he's going to play like that, and that's the problem with the game right now, there's, there's no accountability and there's no respect for, for certain players. And, and, uh, you know, I love that Cassidy receiving so much respect from, and, and, uh, i want to say congratulations from from other other players and gms and around the league but um you know i think everybody that knows the game of hockey thinks cassian did what what cassian did was right yeah and he'll tell you a little bit later but he has been getting some notes
0: from guys across the league you know similar i actually got same thing when i had the fight with gudis and i got the best of him i had text messages from guys i've never even talked to in my life right just because of the way he played and the way Chuck played, right? But I'm just thinking from Chuck's standpoint, you're right, like you made a really good point. You and I have fought tougher guys than us. I've been sucked into fights just because of like what happened on the ice into fights that I didn't want to be in and I knew I probably wasn't going to win. But at some point I defended myself, right? Like he's he doesn't have to defend himself, but he's going to get hurt if he doesn't. That's what, if I'm a Calgary fan, I'm like, at least like drop your gloves and grab them you're a big strong guy and just hold them tight like don't just take bombs off the head
2: right so like if this happens again which yeah it, good, will. it will i hope it does if i was to chuck I'd, I'd line up first face off and fight him uh, you have to or it's just going to keep dragging on keep dragging on he's going to keep chasing you around and and, <laughs> and you know he will happen again and to be honest i i, I blame to chuck for it um if he would have just manned up and fought him right away, then all this would have been done and over with. But now it's going to be dragged out into the next game. And Cassian made a good point saying that they're in the same conference. Um, they're going to see him a lot. And, you know, Cassian's a guy that, I mean, he just did. He took a suspension on him. And i I wouldn't be surprised if he did it again. Well, he's capable, but you know what? Again, Calgary fans, I don't, I don't really, I
0: disagree a little bit. I don't really blame to Chuck because, like I said, I like the hits, clean or not clean. Um, and then when Cassian grabs you, yeah, I thought he maybe should have defended himself, but again, he's thinking. And in his interviews, he's saying, you know, like it's not a good trade off. And first of all, that's just code for like I'm gonna lose the fight, right? That's what we would always say, Oh, it's not a good trade off. Well, yeah, because the guy's tougher than you. That's
2: why it's not a good trade-off. But I don't it's mind not like Cass is a fourth line player. Come on. The guy has thirteen goals, he but plays he's, on a line. But he's that, tougher with David. He's tougher than to Chuck, for sure. Yeah, right? I get it. But it's so, the same he's, time, so that's, that's why a big part of Edmonton. Like that's the hard and soul guy. That's the guy you want to fight on Edmonton yeah because if you do beat them up that drains their team you know what Cass used to always fight ryan clo
0: and chris stewart when he was in st louis and he lost almost all those fights and he's like i love it because they all they both have 20 goals every year they're both tough he's like that's a good trade-off this trade-off's not a very it's not a bad trade-off it's actually a pretty fair Mm trade-off right Uh, the only difference is cassian has a lot more fighting experience right and he's a lefty. Guys don't like fighting lefties. That's what it also comes down to is when you fight a lefty
2: and you're a righty, you're mm-hmm. going to get hit. So it's, though, it's you, way I can't fought almost. Bogosian. Bogosian's a lefty and he beat the piss out of me. So um, yeah, left fighting a lefty hard. You just got to throw. Well, lefties are used to fighting
0: righties. Mm-hmm. Righties are, aren't used to fighting lefties, right? And they're like, do I go toe to toe? Do I hold on? It's a little bit uncomfortable until you get the hang of it do you throw your left <laughs> yeah, do you switch and throw your pillow lefts or yeah. do you just go toe to toe are you good enough at dodging punches throwing ducking throwing duck like it's a strategic fight against the lefty if you're a righty and you're not used to mm-hmm. it right yeah no I, I completely agree with that so let's go to the media now so like i said i don't blame to chuck love the hit i don't like how he didn't protect himself but The media. I don't like what he said afterwards either. (laughs) I don't like what he said after, but at least he didn't complain about Cassian ragdolling me. It's not like he was sitting there like, "Oh, Cassian, like he's throwing me around." He shouldn't. He like he took his lumps and he didn't really complain about it. He just said, "I'll take the power play." Well, if that's the way you feel, fine, great. If you want to take eighteen punches to the head and then score on the power play, if that power play is that important to you, then great. But my point is, eventually, that's gonna hurt those 18 punches to the head are going to hurt. Right. But uh, he didn't make any excuses about it. And then Cassian, we obviously love his
2: media conference, right? He just calls it like it is. Yeah. hundred percent. And, uh, I don't know if you saw James Neal's interview. I liked his interview Who played with the Chuck last year. Mm -hmm. Super super interesting. So what was Mm -hmm. his interview about? His interview was about just, uh, the code and, and basically how, uh, how it was a dirty hit and he he uh, fucking hated what Chuck said afterwards, something about the tracks or whatever. And uh, it was a good interview and, and the way he kind of, well, he had castings back and and obviously uh, he wasn't happy that Chuck said that he was going to do it again, which Tachuk should say that, you know, if you had a chance to do it over again, would you? And he said, absolutely, which I'm fine with. If you want to play like oh, that, no. my only problem is is I like players that play on the edge like that, but you got to stand up for yourself.
0: Cassian's
2: going to respond the exact
0: same way, and he's already said it. He goes, "I'll go right back at him again." And battle of Alberta, it, I don't think it's been as fiery as this. And how long? Like when, like the Gretzky era, when has it been this fiery? This this battle of Alberta, it's awesome.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, it's amazing. It's it's what hockey should be played like. Uh, I'm not saying guys should ragdoll each other, but you know. To see a little, little physicality in games, and and especially in the battle of Alberta that has that you know rivalry for so so long, and it's and uh, the history that those two teams have with each other, it's it's uh, it's being renewed with Cassian and Chuck right now. These two
0: guys are both considered power forwards, right? To me, what a power forward, like to me, not to what co- like the common person or the media, the power forward position to me like the. The guys in the past that I would consider good power forwards were Aginla, Shanahan, Cam Neely, who was one of my favorites. And the thing that those guys all have in common is they could all score goals. They were all highly skilled players, but they also fought anybody. Lucic, they fought all comers, right? Mm -hmm. Whether it's a heavyweight or whether it's a guy a little bit smaller than them. So Chuck is considered a power forward in today's game which is a little bit different than it was in the old you know 10 years ago Cassian is also considered a power forward maybe a little bit more of the old school way right so a lot of people are saying like to be a considered a power forward if you want to be like he's playing in Calgary like you're you're in the shadow of again like one of the greatest power forwards ever you as you know Cass you fought him yeah or I three, three him. times he Half fought a in time but he fought Surrey, He fought Hatcher. He fought guys tougher than him and bigger than him to defend himself and to give himself space.
2: Yeah, he uh, he fought Kessler too. Don't remember. You forgot yeah. that part. He
0: had but- a couple of good goals with Kessler. Ch- check it out on YouTube. Of- <laughs> and remember, after you're like, "Oh, I dummied him." <laughs> like, well, I dummy. I, I did again well, let him.
2: But,
0: you know, <laughs> I used to tell her when I again let him.
2: All no, right, let's with, move on. Yeah, that's fine. That's enough of that, right? Yeah. So when
0: you meet hockey players for the first time and you're an American that doesn't really know the sport, the first question you ask is, do you have all your teeth? You're looking at me like that, but that's what everyone asks me in the neighborhood that don't know anything about hockey. And you go, no, obviously not. <laughs> and and then you you try to explain to them, you know, like what, what it takes to be a hockey player is, yeah, your face is exposed and sometimes you get high sticked in the face or you get elbowed or you get punched and you lose your teeth. Right? So what, what's an incident that you've had? Cause I've had a couple too.
2: Uh, I've had a couple took a puck in the Nashville series and, and what people don't understand is it's, it's different on the road than at home because at home you have your own dentist, unless you're in playoffs and you bring your doctors and your dentist from at home. But when, when you're on the road, you're relying on the other team's dentist, which, sometimes they take their sweet ass time to get over there and then usually you don't use any numbing medication because your adrenaline's already going and you just stitch it up as fast as possible and then send you back out there the teeth you don't even worry about you don't cap them so you get that fresh you know wind coming into your face and it burns your nerve nerve exposed uh, yeah yeah then the nerves nerves exposed and then You know, there was a time in Chicago where we were playing the Blackhawks and uh, Andrew Ladd cross checked me in the face. Um, Shit, I want to say it was playoffs. It might have been regular season. It was just a dirty play. I was just turning the neutral zone, didn't have the puck, and he came in. I don't know if he saw me or not, but cross checked me right across the face, took out like four teeth and split me open, like wide open. Ref didn't call it. I go in, you know, get stitched up a bit come back out, play the rest of the game. And when you're back there, you just want to get back out there. Right. That's what hockey yeah. players do. Like you get cut, you, you lose a couple of teeth. Who cares? Like we got a power player or, or I want to get back and help the team. So after the game, I called him a coward, um, <laughs> <in> the media <laughs> in the media, uh, which, you know, probably wasn't my best move, but at the time, you know, you, you know, I was, you're, you're fired I, I was up fucking pissed. I was, you know, it was dirty there was no call. The ref's like, I didn't see it. So, but what I liked is Lad fought me the next game. And yeah, I, I took another lob. He split me under my, my eye. And, um, you know, but that's, you know, goes back to the last topic, the game within the game. Um, I think that's what's missing a little bit in today's game. But um, with the teeth that I lost, you know, after the game, after the game when when this incident happened I could stick my tongue all the way down at like below my chin so they missed this whole like you know where your gum attaches to your lip that was split open like two inches and it was just like leaking so they had to do that after the game and and, you know now I'm fine but I don't have that piece of gum that connects your uh, your lip to your your uh, teeth Is that why you look like that? Yeah, that's why I'm this fucking good looking. <laughs> so it's funny you say that about
0: not having your own dentist on the road because I actually got split open in Belarus at the World Championships and I had the dentist there work on me. And it, it wasn't my own personal dentist. And and Where would you get split the, open? I'll send a picture to uh, the, the the Instagram. But I just it wasn't anything major, but it, I needed stitches
2: inside. And you made like five stitches inside. Like inside my mouth, right? Like I was oh, bleeding. Okay. Where I was, I up, I was, I was actually, going dark on that one. We're inside. What were you doing in Belarus? Oh, <laughs> but this time in LA when we were
0: playing together, I remember at the start of the game, my first shift, I get on the ice and I'm all ramped up and I sprint across and Trevor Lewis is trying to dump the puck in because he's a fourth liner and that's what he does. He hard rims it. Obviously. And I go... I go to hit him and he puts his elbow up and puts it right through my mouth, right? So I come off and I'm bleeding everywhere. I go into the locker room in LA. So their dentist walks down and they worked on me. You know, in LA in the dress room, like where the trainer's room is and you go mm-hmm. out that door into the hallway. They were yep. working on me back there. I So keep in mind, this is the first shift of the first period and I came back halfway through the second period. So that's like 45 minutes of stitches like they said I was a mess I didn't look because I went right from the ice onto the table I had stitches I think I had 25 stitches inside and I had like 15 stitches outside right so one of those things were like your your lip is split and it once you split your lip it oh plays. I remember that when you had right? that
2: fat lip remember oh. <laughs>
0: and then you, and then you come back and you play and then the rest of the game you just got these big fat lips and everyone's like I remember that hey. and you're like Please
2: don't touch me in a scrum. Just please don't face wash me. Uh, your lip then, was like four times the normal size. I I get pictures of that in my head and I just start laughing. <laughs> see, and you get mad when I make fun of your, your broken
0: foot and you're sitting here doing the exact same thing. You make fun of my nose every other fucking day. So like, let's- I say your nose us- is really big and sticks out, but mine's big and flat. So like we both have nose issues. Okay. But we're we're still models. <laughs> Obviously. Nose models. So in Anaheim, uh, I've lost teeth twice. Once was from a a Ben Eager stiff left that was back in a a line brawl where I ended up having to fight him, who is, I think, a little bit outside of my weight class. And the second time I took a high stick, I got high stuck by a (laughs) Darnell nerd in Anaheim. And I remember I came off and the same thing knocks my other tooth out. And I didn't wear a mouth guard for 12 years because I'm an idiot. Right, and mm-hmm. I never had a good explanation for my family or a visor, and again, no good explanation or reason. So I come to the to the locker room, and and usually, you know, how you walk uh, in Anaheim before you get to the dentist's office to Bauti Grant's office, you stop in on the at the bathroom and you look at yourself in the mirror, right? So mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I wonder what this one looks like. Same thing. Look at my lip, split wide open, and I'm like, oh my god, like how is she going to put this together? Like I look like Beetlejuice, right? <laughs> So I walked down there and she's like, oh my God. And she's so good at it, right? Like, that's why she, she's the best facial suture person in the world. In my she opinion. is good. And yeah. She, she put it together and you can't even see the line through the middle of my lip. And everything was split open, tooth was out. And this is what she does. And she's, I think she's one of the best in the league. I've been to a bunch around the NHL and she makes facial sutures just paper thin and disappear. But again, you're racing the clock. So when you go in to see her, She's like, okay, okay. And I'm like, hurry up, right? Like, let's go. Yeah. And She's like, do you want to take your equipment off? Do you want to take your upper body stuff yeah. off? I'm like, no. no, let's go, right? Like you could have a power play. So now you're down to 5D. If you're a defenseman, if you're a centerman, you're down to like three centers. So every hockey player across the board, I think would be like, let's go do this as fast as you can. And then we'll deal with the consequences
2: later. Right? No, I, yeah, I, I concur. The I'm the same way. Um, just get me out there. Get me out there. Um, you know the one incident where we were playing on Vancouver and and uh, we were playing in Dallas, and I went laid down to block a shot. This isn't mouth related, but Yuri Lettman went to go jump above me and kicked my helmet off and split me for like oh, sixty yeah. stitches in the back of my head, and that's why I have that scar in the back of my head right now. Um, that was that I've never seen so much blood in that instance. Like the so. mouth produces a lot of blood. Like when you cut yourself in your mouth, you're just spitting blood for days. But like for the rest of the game, you're spitting blood, right? Like well, it right. doesn't stop. Doctor Kessler, oh. <laughs> the mouth has a lot of blood. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Fuck no shit.
2: <laughs> Jesus. Uh, hey, <laughs> while you're while once, you're thinking of your once, comeback, once <laughs> once again, once again, the smartest guy in the fucking show. Just while ask, you're thinking of your comeback, okay. listen to this we're talking about injuries so i have
0: this uh this academy and and the kids all listen to our podcast they want me to give a shout out west coast academy i started down here in in california and i have this kid yesterday he's a 2006 right little tough defenseman little guy but plays like you would love this kid just plays with like a huge heart mm-hmm. and he's playing a two on two drill and he's skating across and this one kid on his team shoots the puck and he's going to go for the rebound and hits his own guy right in the hand. Right. So like explodes his hand, his glove, he goes to the bench and he's just shaking his hand. And I'm like, okay, I've seen that. Like, I know what that is. I go over and you know, when like your nail is like right away black mm-hmm. and it's just so swollen, like I think forwards, you guys get that way more than me yeah. because we slash you. And you know, when your, your finger is so swollen and there's so much pressure it kills. Right. So yeah,
2: you got to pop it too. Right. You got to stick a needle in there.
0: Yeah. So the kid's name is Caden Curry. Doesn't He's like, oh, it hurt. I'm like, is it hurt? He goes, yeah. And he goes, so he sits on the bench for a bit. There's like 20 minutes left in practice. I'm like, just go off, bud. Like, will I sit? So he leaves. Uh, he gets changed. We go up to the classroom and he goes, coach, can you uh, put a pin through it? And I'm like, what? I go, I don't think I can do that. Like, I think that's something maybe your parents should do or like a, a, a doctor, maybe at the clinic. So he's like, okay, okay. So he comes back and this kid's got like German mom, right? Like tough. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Tough parents, right? He comes back today and I I go, how's your finger? And he goes, oh, it's really good. My, uh," I don't know if he said his mom or his dad. They put the drill through it. They drilled through the kid and he shows me the hole and he's like, yeah, and the drill got stuck. And I go, what? So like the parent, one of the parents grabbed the drill and drilled a hole through the nail to relieve the pressure. And then the thing like got caught on something. This is a 13 year old boy. Like how tough is that? (laughs)
2: That's a hockey player right there. And the that kid's is a the biggest.
0: Player. He's the nicest kid ever, too. And he's just so internally tough.
2: Very rare to find kids like that.
0: <laughs> Not rare. in Michigan.
2: You don't find those kids in Michigan. Actually. Oh, yeah, you do. That kid must be from Michigan. No? He moved, he for all moved you, to California.
0: For all you Midwesterners that think that you guys are the toughest, these California
2: kids are pretty tough. No, we're the nicest. We never said we were the toughest. We're the nicest. You're the nicest. Detroit yeah. people are nice. Oh yeah, Midwest people are nice. You've never heard that before. Midwest people are very neighborly. You never, you've never heard that. No, I I went to school in the Midwest, and and yes, they're nice.
0: But Detroit is a. I, I remember we stayed at the Westin in Detroit, Cass. I went for a walk and before morning skate. Okay, a.m. that was like ten years ago when you played. <laughs> I walk out the door and there's a bouncer at the Westin hotel. And he's like. Yeah, obviously you want to go that way, bud. And I go, it's 10 o'clock. It's daylight. Like, I'm just going for a walk down
2: the street. So no, I go down the street. Honestly, that was five years ago. I was maybe chased six. back.
0: I was chased back because I went to the wrong bus stop.
2: <laughs> it's changed a lot down there. Detroit's nice now. It is. But there are shady parts. You got to know where to go. And obviously, you didn't know where to go. Remember the story about Andrew Alberts going to Joe Lewis and the cab Man. driver put him into the alley? And, and then Keith, uh, him and Keith Ballard were in the cab yeah. going to Joe Lewis. Late, they weren't playing. You're right. Tell it. And he held the door shut when another guy like ran up on it. It was like an inside job. Yeah, don't take keep, cabs in Detroit. In mind, that was before that was, Uber, though.
0: Well, it was a cab, and it was a like a two miles away. It was remember a hotel from yeah, Joe it Lewis, wasn't. and you go down that long road on the water, and the cab driver was a woman, and she stopped. I tried to rip open the door and steal their luggage and stuff and they were holding it yeah. shut and kicking <laughs> there's that separator from that the driver in the back seat and they're kicking the thing like drive drive and she's like no nope, get out time to get out and they're like <laughs> we're not going anywhere
2: Have It's a lot city? better. Hey, great city now. None of that shit happens anymore. <laughs> Pure Michigan. Okay.
0: So you sent out that stupid tweet the other day, trying to make fun of me about something with the bachelor. I've seen you
2: pop champagne bottles before. You're not the, you're not the best at it, but, uh, you guys already heard the story. My wife watches it. I, I, you know, sat down on the couch and, and started watching it and I enjoy it. It's, it's, uh, You know, is it manly to say you enjoy The Bachelor? You know, I think... uh, Nothing wrong with that. The Bachelor. Yeah. From from being manly.
0: Yeah. Well, with the
2: tweet, I I watched it 10 times. I was pissing myself laughing. Um, I've seen... I I mean, shit, I've done that before where you take a a drink out of a full champagne bottle and it just explodes in your face, but I've never had it on camera before. That was... uh, Yeah, but... Obviously it's a, it's a house full of Instagram models that are catty and, you know, I think the show plays it up to, uh, you know, have them fight all the time. And, and I don't, you know, to be honest. I mean, I, I, I heard because obviously, you know, people look on the internet and they know the ending already. And, and apparently they're going to do a, a live show f- to pick between the two girls is what I heard, which oh, yeah. would be the first just- time ever break one girl's heart like live yeah. <laughs> perfect <Yeah. laughs> just for our yeah. entertainment yeah just break a girl's heart i mean they've been holding on for 6 months that's what i've heard i don't know if it's true but that's uh i'm excited i'm going to i'll uh, i'll do weekly updates i love Please i don't know don't. any their names named yet but i'll uh i think the the guy's name's ben or something don't learn don't
0: the names and don't give us weekly updates but how about answer this question if and you can't pick anybody that you know personally, like you can't pick your wife, you can't pick my wife, you can't pick Burroughs' wife. But if you were a contestant on The Bachelorette, who would who would the Bachelorette be? Who would you want The Bachelorette to be? Like, let's think uh, outside the scope of your world, like people like that you don't really know, like uh, actresses like- and, or a guy. Like if, it's, if you prefer to be a guy, up to you. <laughs>
2: well, seriously, it's whatever it you like. It is 2020, right? No, I, I would think. pick... Geez, you're gonna put me on the spot right now. Um,
0: well, we can pause it for a second. Give you 35 minutes to think about an answer. Yeah, well, I, I well, fuck. Like,
2: I, don't, I don't even know. I'm I mean, sure you got a bit of a list. Uh, what's uh? I mean, I don't know their names. I know Pamela Anderson? Name. Like, no, definitely not. Jesus <laughs> Christ! Jesus. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't. I, I mean. Name All a couple. Right, of names. Forget about it. Forget no, no. Name it. a couple names. Um,
0: I know it's tough to be put on the spot. Jennifer Aniston's got to be a she. A she's classic a, name. I know uh, she's a little bit older than you and I, but she's just doesn't age. Here, I'm
2: just looking at at girls right <laughs> <Just> now. <laughs> what are you on? Going Go, going through through the rolodex of of Google. <laughs> Jessica Alba. Wow. There. I'm a big Alba. fan yeah very good 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 like not homely but like natural beauty not Natu- uh, yeah i said not homely i was trying Homely's to think of the ugly. word no. ugly, though. no i get it but not not to me homely is like more like not natural to me.
0: not to me just to the webster's dictionary
2: <laughs> yeah i mean not to me <laughs> not i
0: wasn't <sighs> you got your own definition for words so to me and to like everyone else I think i'd smack you
2: in the back of the fucking head if i could right now <laughs> If you weren't cross country, I'd I'd fucking tee off on you. Yeah, but you can't because uh, you're in Michigan right now, while I'm in California. C- correct. Exactly. I'm I'm in Michigan, so uh, wrap yeah, it. wrap I, this I, shit up yeah. somehow. Yeah, I I don't know. Yeah, uh, who'd I say? Jessica Alba. Sweet. Okay, so we'll look for, look forward to never hearing about the
0: bachelor again. <laughs> well, we can if you're up. If you really feel strongly about updates, let's do it.
2: No, no, I'm fine. I probably won't even watch another episode. No, you might get forced into it again, right? I might. You're right, and it's not so much force; it's boredom more than anything.
0: Hey, do you not agree that every episode, at some point, Kes and I should have like a banter where, like, we chirp each other? Don't you think? Kes is like, "Shut, shut up!" Like, you, like I love that. I
2: think we should have that every episode, at least once. We have coming up Zach Cassian, probably one of the most popular players in the NHL right now. And, and uh, you know, really excited to talk to him and get his take on a couple of things that recently happened. Um, we all are going to say it's juice's fault, but what do you think about that juice? I think that this guy has come a long way and we, we play with him at a different point of his
0: career and his mm-hmm. life. And something we're going to talk to him about is how he's kind of changed his life and turned it around. So to, to, to become the guy he is now on and off the ice, which I think is a, a pretty
2: good story for everybody to hear. I actually agree with you for once. Um, he uh he's come a long way since his days with the Canucks um on and off the ice and, and I'm happy for him. I just said that. You're, a fucking <laughs> dick.
0: You're listening to the Cass and Juice podcast. We're about to talk to Probably the most popular guy in the NHL right now, if you don't live in Calgary. He's in his ninth season in the NHL. He came out of the OHL where he played for the Peterborough Peets and the Windsor Spitfires. He's a product of Windsor, Ontario. He was drafted in the first round, 13th overall to Buffalo in 2009. He's played for Buffalo. He's played with Kess and I Van. And now he's just running mock in Edmonton. Zach Cassian, also known as the Big Cat. What's up, Big Cat?
1: Thanks for having me boys I appreciate it.
0: Cass um how's your week going bud?
1: Yeah it's been uh, eventful to say the least for sure. I think uh Alberta's uh buzzing right now which is a good thing. It's good for hockey.
0: So you got a couple more days off though right? So we'll just quickly talk. I don't want to talk about this too much cuz I'm sure you're you're sick of it all the uh, the interviews but the the little rivalry going on there, uh, the Alberta rivalry just briefly talk about that. We all kind of know, and I uh, have had our opinions. We've talked about it a little bit, but it's it's steamy right now, right? And that's good for hockey, I think, and it's fun for you, no?
1: Yeah, it's at the end of the day, people that have played the game or or, or know anything about the game know it's this is a fun time, right? Like uh, the way the game has evolved. There's not too many inc- incidences like this anymore, and to get. Obviously, the Battle of Alberta rejuvenated. Obviously, the hits. We disagree, um, and <laughs> that's the way it is. That's the way hockey is. It's, it's always uh, one of those things where your team sides with you, right? It's uh, There's 10 people in a conversation. Five are going to be on my side. Five are going to be on this side. That's hockey. At the end of the day, um, it's created a rivalry. I'm sure um, it's going to be fun games against Calgary for – for not just one game, but for many years to come now, since this is spiced up a little bit.
0: So basically, because of you, you just made that rivalry so much more. And and I think that game after the break, you play them first game, I believe, after All-Star. Yeah. Like, who's
1: not going to watch that game? Right? Exactly. Good TV ratings. Bettman should give me a call. Like, I'd love to see the TV ratings. This This is good. It's good for hockey. At the end of the day, they're a good team. We're a good team. We're fighting to get into the playoffs. And who doesn't like like this in hockey? It's, it's been in the, the game for so long. I know obviously Kachuk's a good player, but uh, I felt that I was taken advantage of. And um, the good thing is, I think we played two times in the next three games or when we get back. So it's going to be fun. Obviously there's nothing going to be dirty going on, but it's gonna, it's going to ramp up the game. And it's going to ramp up the intensity and it's, it's fun. Kes and Juice, you guys know you guys thrived in these games as well. It's and they need more. They need more of it. You know, it's it's a fun B- game. Big to play. boy
0: hockey coming up, right?
1: I love it. Yeah, it's fun. It's for sure fun. I'm excited.
0: Hey, what's more fun when you uh when you grabbed a chalk there or when you fought me in an elevator at five in the morning <laughs> <laughs> uh, at, at level? Uh, <laughs> you remember that? Do you remember how that all? No, I that don't night? because. I don't remember all three of us were actually there that night. And I'm sure we all have three different opinions of how it
1: happened. I don't remember exactly, but
0: <laughs> it, a was started
1: it, was, off, it was funny.
0: It was a, <laughs> a year end party, right? So we were at cactus at the, uh, the Olympic cactus on the water in yeah. Harbor. Yeah. And we're sitting there during the day. We're having some drinks. All the guys are there, twins, all of us. Yeah. And as the night progressed, uh, you, me, Kess, and Tan Man, and a couple other guys were walking back. We were walking you back to level at the end of the night. And it all started, I think it started with you and Kess. You pushed Kess, Kess pushed you, <laughs> slapped him in the face, and then I kind of got into it. Next thing you know, we're in the hotel lobby, and you and I start fighting for real in the elevator. <laughs> And Frankie Corrado is trying to break oh, yeah. it up. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody hit him and gave him a black eye. But anyways, you and I are fighting, and then all of a sudden, like, I push you out of the elevator, and the elevator goes up halfway and stops. So, like, I'm stuck in the elevator, and you're outside, and you're trying to jump up, and we're, like, giving it to each other verbally through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you, just, you just give up, and you're like, I'm going home. So you go home, and then once the elevator comes down, like 15 minutes later, I go home. And then in the morning, my wife goes... Why was Cassian calling you all night? <laughs> so like, when I wake up, I listen to my messages. It's like, juice, where are you? We gotta settle this. I'm on
1: Granville right now. I'm
0: fine. And yeah. we go to the rink in the morning for meetings, and we see as soon as we see each other, we just start laughing and just you know, like, probably
1: hugged or something.
0: Does that ring yeah. a bell? Yeah,
1: that's that's yeah, I was probably being an idiot, you know. When I drank, I was a little out of control. I probably said something stupid or <laughs> Something of the wrong guy. Obviously, you're not going to take too much shit. I'd probably push you to your breaking point, but you know what? That's it just shows like that happens. Men fight every once in a while. We came to the rink. It was it wasn't a big deal, right? It's it is yeah. what it is. We uh tried to settle it. Obviously, I might be able I might be able to get you back now. You're retired. You probably gained some few few lbs. You're probably, you're probably a little no. out of shape right now. I might be able to no. get you right no.
2: now. Lean, lean workout. He kills the peloton every, every day. Oh, that's his new one, thing peloton a couple times a day oh
1: that's wow. cute that's I'm, cute i'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> shadow boxing in the mirror now yeah. to fight. <laughs>
0: it's actually considered illegal to fight people when you're not on the ice yeah
1: exactly maybe if we end up in an elevator one of these days we'll try to try to settle it round two
0: <laughs> well we'll find each other but uh t- take this right, right into like your sobriety because I'm, I'm very yeah. proud of you for how yeah. you've turned your life around and, and you got your 10-month-old daughter and you got your beautiful wife and Take us through the sobriety thing, because Nate Thompson got a little bit of, uh, you know, of uh, his story shown in the media the last week, and you have a very similar story, and it's, and it's impressive.
1: Yeah, if you know what you guys helped, you guys were the main source of helping me out in the beginning. You know, it's one of those things. You guys were older. We, I went to Vancouver. It was an older team, right? And I think there was some warning signs that I could have uh, ruined my career. And you guys tried to step in and intervene multiple times, but. One thing I've learned through this whole process of getting clean was the only way you're going to do it is if you want to do it yourself. you got to be willing to help yourself. and uh, Sadly, you guys tried to help multiple times, but it took uh, ultimately uh, a car accident to to hit my rock bottom and to really think about what I was doing and how it was affecting the people around me, not only my career but my family and my friends and, and my teammates. So you know what? you guys tried to put a stop to it. You guys tried to help the best way you could and you planted the seed there. There wasn't, there was days where I was thinking about what you guys said. You guys were two NHLers long, played a long time, two leaders of our team. Clearly you're you're not just going to intervene for no reason, right? Both of you guys like to have a good time. There's clearly something with me that I would take it a little too far, uh, every now and then. And obviously the incident in Montreal was, uh, pretty humbling right you get traded you don't think uh anything's ever going to happen to you you think you're going to play in the nhl for 20 years no matter what you're just you're a kid and you're you're kind of a oblivious to to what it is and what it takes to stay in the nhl for a long time and um after that accident my world came crumbling down there's no easy way to put it right you're I broke down. i I cried a couple times. Like I didn't think I was going to get back to the NHL. To be honest, um, you guys know I, I sh- I struck out with Buffalo. Vancouver didn't want me. My last chance was in Montreal, uh, and I screwed that one up before the season even started. So that was really uh, a turning point. And right then and there, I knew something was wrong, and I had to, I had to get better. And I surrendered. And that day. Uh, changed my life essentially me and my brother joke around like you guys know me I like to joke around goof around like when I go back to Montreal <laughs> I want to go dig up that tree that got hit that the girl had driving and, <laughs> and, and planted in my backyard because essentially that's what changed my life and uh, I'm back in the NHL now Peter Shirelli gave me an opportunity to come back I promised him I'd, I'd do everything I possibly could off the ice to 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 stay clean and get better and um, if you guys know it wasn't so much on ice with me it was a lot of off ice that was uh, a lot of warning signs for many teams and many people so um, changed my life and obviously like you you mentioned Juice I, I have a 10 month year old you guys have kids it's life changing um, until you have a kid awesome you, isn't it <laughs> yeah <laughs> until you have a kid you don't realize um, mm-hmm. you realize that life isn't about you anymore you know you're. when I was young I was very selfish and uh, hurt a lot of people but have my daughter it was pretty cool to uh to see how your mind changes drastically as soon as the first time you hold her right it's it's pretty surreal and um to have her in my life uh it's pretty cool obviously my wife how
0: was how's that been like the support system like mike you talked about your brother mike jr and and cass and and your daughter like that's that's a big part of
1: of helping you through the process right oh for sure my brother yeah my brother is phenomenal you know what he's uh basically my father he's been there from day one he's stuck by my side you guys know if, if if tragedies like that happen to you in your life it's amazing how many people don't want anything to do with you right it's amazing you really see you really see your true friends and when you're an athlete and you're young and you have money everyone wants to hang out with you right and then something bad like that happens and you really see who sticks by your side my brother was the first one my mom obviously my siblings but Then my wife, like you guys met Cassandra, she's a saint and then she put up with so much shit for so many years and uh, for her to stick around, obviously, um, I'm a lucky guy and then to have the baby with her, uh, my daughter is pretty special and then life's rolling pretty good right now, man. It's it's fun. Uh, I wish I would have figured it out at a younger age, Um, but hey, sometimes uh, you got to take a different path.
2: Exactly. Like you said, buddy, uh, like, I'm super proud of you. Um, you know, when you went to Edmonton and, and you know, I, I don't even know if you know how big a part of that team you are. Like they're lucky to have you. Um, there's not many guys in the league that play your style and what you did to Chuck. Uh, I loved it. I thought you stuck up for yourself. I, you know, we talked about it a lot about it's basically the Rafi Torres hit that's out of the game now. And, yeah. and you know, for you to stick up, um for yourself and, and to be honest um for for you to um <clears throat> play like that and to be honest you 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 uh, protect
1: mcdavid and dry cycle and, and how is it playing with those two by the way oh geez next level man it's uh, you know like, <laughs> stupid right <laughs> it's like there's superstars in the league and these guys are on a whole nother planet man and the maturity they have at such a young age and the fact that drycida's twenty four what's connor twenty three it's it's crazy to think how good these guys are actually gonna get because they haven't even hit their ceiling they're still they're still young you guys know you guys were yeah, in the league at exactly. twenty three and how'd you feel when you were twenty eight you know like these guys are gonna be breaking records left and right and the cool thing about it is like I had the privilege to play with you you guys were were awesome, but then the the twins right like they were awesome people and Connor and Leon are very similar. They're good people. They, they care about the team. They, they want to win. And they're, they're great guys off the ice, which honestly, um, if you have that much talent and you're a good person, man. Hats off to him, man. Uh, Edmonton doesn't realize how lucky they are to have those two superstars, man. They really, really don't. So
0: what about like, so your role has changed, right? Since we played with you, you, you're a young guy coming in. Now you're like, you're 20, turning 29 soon in a couple of days. Like you're you're a veteran, you're a leader, you're in your ninth season. So how has that been for you being like in a leadership role? Like, do you enjoy it?
1: Yeah, I enjoy it. I I'm not. I just like to have fun, man. With the stuff I went through in my life, like I I don't like to preach what I went through. If people ask me, I try to show them guidance. But at the end of the day, I just try to show up and, and try to lead by example. I try to stay in good shape. I try to compete every day in practice. I try to compete hard in games. And that's what that's what I try to do to be a leader. I, I'm not I'm not yelling at guys. I, if someone steps out of line, you might have to. But I think my situation the stuff i went through off the ice that's something personal um, obviously if people want to ask and people want to know about it i tell them but i don't use that as a crutch by any means uh, i feel like i've played with some great players along the way you two you two are, are two of them uh with the twins uh even in in Bo- uh, buffalo played with some really great players and i think when you're young you just all the good players you play with, you're like a sponge, right? You see what they're doing. You see what they're doing. You see what they're doing. And then as you get older, you try to just be that person that those guys were for you. And I think that's just hockey players. You try to give the young guys what the older guys gave you when you were young. So it's just one. It's a, it's a full circle kind of deal. And we have a younger team in Edmonton. Um, so I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy with uh, being the older guy. Obviously, I still feel like I'm a kid. but um at the same time it's it's good it's nice being in a in a little leadership role and uh guiding some kids if they need it
0: that's a well, great great way to put it sorry cast to cut you off I, I just think it's a great way to put it because when you're talking about being a leader it's you're right it's not about sitting at the at the front of the room and yelling at everybody it's about it could be something as simple as coming to the rink in a good mood
2: every day exactly right
0: yeah like, like working hard like keeping it light you know you guys guys we're in the NHL like this is the best league in the world let's have fun and work our asses off and win some games and like I remember you're uh and I, I want to ask you about this do you still do the same pre-game warm-up
2: oh where you put on I the te- ask him. that's what I was put just on the techno oh. techno
0: music and then you just dance around for 15 minutes and you're leaking everywhere and then you're like
1: <laughs> high jumping
0: over obstacles in the dressing room like, no that, like? no I don't
1: do that anymore I used to i not anymore it's, uh, I loved it, Cass. I, yeah. That's one of my
2: favorite memories of, of <laughs> you in the locker room, hanging hanging off off where you put the skates on the top of the shelves, and you're just yeah. hanging there, head bobbing, jumping around. Yeah. I, we had a video, and I don't know where that video went, but I pissed myself laughing every time I think about it. You're just bouncing around, and, and I mean, that's what we, we needed at that time, right? You were that guy for us. we you brought that energy and that laugh, laughter, and you kept it, you know, you kept it loose around the room. And and me, you, and Tom Sestito would just die laughing before every game. <laughs> Stomping
1: Tom. I miss that guy. Yeah, yeah that was – I don't do those warm-ups anymore. But those were – yeah, I remember those. Those were good. Those were good. I think I tired myself out, though. Like, I was, that was – yeah, if I would have saved some energy, who knows what could happen with that. I, yeah, I
0: don't do those what anymore, about, but I uh, do. Remember. What about your uh, Luke Wilson? Let's talk about him a little because the Seahawks just got beat out. He's your boy. You guys trained together. Yeah. He had a good good season again. What's yeah. that relationship like?
1: Luke's awesome. You know what? He's all over in the summer. He's all over. He's training with different guys. He's, he's dialed in. Like he, he always wants the best for him. He actually opened up a gym in Windsor, um, partnered, partnered with a few people um and actually gave windsor finally its first true athletic gym where you can go in you can crank the music and you can lift some weights and you can scream and holler and you don't have to worry about the 60 year old working out next to you yelling at you you know what i mean that's where it was in windsor so that's
0: calling our producer
1: (laughs) he's he's a 60 year old grumpy guy next to you like turn down that music there's nothing against people like that but at the end of the day Athletes, we're on a different level. You guys know, you guys trained, and it's nice to have a facility where you can go in and you can put some work in. You, sh- you can crank some rock tunes or whatever you want and get some work. So I thank him a ton for doing that. But we get together every once in a while. Obviously, he's a busy guy, and with me, I'm pretty busy. But um, through everything and through the years and through since we played together in minor hockey and then on, uh, we we're in high school together, we still keep track. It's a friend I definitely uh, stay in touch with, and I'm happy to see he's doing well. What
0: about that one time when um uh, Matt Cassian reached out to you and he said, Hey, remember people were calling you the Kassassin?
1: Yeah, and he yeah, <laughs> I know. I remember that. And he <laughs> and he branded her. What did he do? He had it trademarked, Kassassin. People were calling me Kassin. And he was pissed, I guess, because he had it like trademarked in his name or something. And I was like, Hey man, it's all right. It's just a nickname. I'm not taking anything serious here from you. But But yeah, didn't he call
0: you and said uh, like he he actually helps manage my money now. Oh really? uh, Yeah. So I haven't talked to him about it, but I remember you saying something like he called you and he's like, "Hey man, like this is my nickname," and you're like, "Bro, like take it." Like, I I don't want it. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah, I know we that guy always had a bone with me. Remember he played in Minnesota when I played in Vancouver, and he lined up he lines up with me and just right away he slashed me and says, "Let's see you the tougher casting is." I'm like, holy shit, man, I'm 20. I'm 22, and this guy's heavy, and I'm like, whoa, like, relax a little bit here. Thank God he left me alone after that. I wasn't sure if he was screwing around, but I wasn't hanging around to see if he was.
0: What about your buddy, Patty Maroon? I just brought me up. Like, uh, you guys, you didn't, you used to, remember when we played with you, you hated the guy. Yeah, Like, every day, you're at warm-up, skating the red line, like, we're going tonight, Maroon, we're going. (laughs) Yeah. And he's like, I don't fight, I don't fight lefties. And then you guys played together yeah and then, didn't
2: he used to make fun of them, like on twitter
1: or something you guys made fun of them that one time <laughs> yeah and then his his yeah his, i was on his, anaheim his fiance oh yeah his fiance would fire back at me but that's a good story <laughs> yeah but you know what they're two awesome people like my wife and, and his wife are really yeah. fun like really close and me and patty talk weekly we're we're good buddies he came down to windsor this summer but yeah, it just shows you hockey, some of us are different breeds, man. He was being a little rat out there, slashing guys and just being Patty Maroon, you know what I mean? What he's good at, and finally enough's enough. And we took it to center ice. But yeah, I was happy to see no one get hurt. But he's a big strong guy. That was
0: man. uh that was the same with me and him. Like we fought before I we played together. And then when we played together, like for the one year it was great, and like Fran and, and Katie become good friends too, right? Yeah. And then when he leaves and goes to Edmonton, I lined up with him and he goes, and he asked me like in the nicest possible. I remember like, hey, that Jesus, fight. I remember that. Yeah. Like, uh, like, can you, do you think you could give me a fight? And I'm like, what? And like friends in the stands in Anaheim and Katie's, they're probably <laughs> in the section. Yeah. And I go, are you asking me to fight? He goes, well, like we kind of need one. I'm like, well, yeah, sure. <laughs> but. And he goes, well, yeah. you don't have to, if you don't want to. And I go, if you're asking, me, the answer is yes. yeah, like we can be friends after, but if you're actually at challenging me, yeah, the answer is not going to be no. So yeah. then, so that he, do you remember? Like he wouldn't drop his gloves. He went to the net laughing yeah, and he tried to score. And then he's like, okay, let's fight after he yeah. scores a goal. That's I, Patty. And I in
1: remember his, his, his fiance <laughs> text me after we fought. And was like, you got him when he was tired. <laughs> and interpreted me. I was like, this is outrageous. Yeah. yeah. This is outrageous, you know. But they're funny. They're awesome people. But that just shows you yeah, the game yeah. within the game. Like, we played against you guys in Anaheim. Like, I think our whole team wanted to kill Kess at one point in the playoffs. <laughs> but Hey, if you want to kill someone, that means they're doing something right. You know what I mean? And that's, that's the way it is.
0: What's uh, the plan for the week? You got all-star break. You're probably, I think you have five days off, right? You guys going anywhere? Relaxing?
1: Yeah, no, you know what? We're just going back to Windsor. It's tough with the little one right now, and I have a bunch of family that wants to see her and catch up with her, so we have some stuff to do around. Yeah, so we're just going to go back to to Windsor and, and hang out. Not much. Boring.
0: No, that's great. That's what you got to do, right? You need to rest that big body. You're you're turning 29 in a couple of days. You're UFA coming up in the summer. Ness <laughs> and I, we actually make negotiate the big contracts. bucks. Yeah, like you, you should be making some big money for a long time in Edmonton. So, I sounds like you want to stay. Yeah, definitely. They they need you there. So, my forecast is like a five or six year deal, north of a little bit north of four, in my opinion. Right. That's where you're. That's where you're going. Keep it up, buddy. We're super, super proud of you. Thanks for talking to us. And yeah, I think thanks, everybody the hockey world will be watching that that Edmonton Calgary game and hoping, not hoping stuff happens, but hoping it's All a good stuff, stuff's gonna happen. Game.
1: stuff will probably happen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't <laughs> want to
0: say it, but like everyone's <laughs> hoping something. Yeah, out. it's
1: like it's not people. It's crazy how people think, right? They think it's gonna be dirty. It's just hockey. Chances are, big looch like, is gonna come over, and you know what? It's, if something has to Another happen. Other guy
0: who you played with and is a buddy of yours. Yeah, if something
1: has to happen, yeah. it has to happen, you know. But it's gonna be fun. It's good for the game and it's good for Alberta. So yeah. It's good to get a hey, little old time good, hockey. Yeah.
0: Great, great talk with you. Good luck the rest of the season. We'll we'll talk again soon, but uh appreciate you coming on.
1: Okay, yeah. Thanks for having me, fellas. Appreciate it.
0: Episode seven in the books, Cass and that was a, that was a good one. So just uh, reminding the people again, they know, right? Kess like Kessandjuice Yo, yeah. Subscribe, right? Become a regular. Like we need to uh, rely on you, and you rely on us, and we're we're getting better at this thing, and we're having a lot of fun. Uh, you know, Kess's Twitter handle: Ryan underscore Kessler. He's a comedian now on Twitter. He's starting to use it a lot more. <laughs> right, I'm Kess. Not as good as you, but. Well, you know what, when we first started doing the Twitter and you got me into it, um we were we would just go back and forth at each other. All of our posts yeah. were just bickering with burros and I think fans like that stuff, so yeah. We'll you keep know. it light. You know what else we uh, I'd like to mention is uh, keep coming at us with the comments and the mentions mm-hmm. and we're gonna we're gonna do a better job of reading those especially for the Kes and Juice Twitter handle and we'll respond to a bunch of questions if if we got any yeah you know really good questions that aren't stupid that we can actually
2: talk about <laughs> we should respond we'll, on the show oh, like the last segment we'll uh, we'll answer things live good up. idea yeah perfect
0: <laughs> all right guys have a good week see you guys.